The disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein is dead. Did he kill himself? Was he killed? There was something happening here that was bigger than just Jeffrey Epstein. He was known as this Gatsby-like figure of mystery. He was stunningly rich. He had a $20 million house, his own private island in the Caribbean. He has a nickname, the pedophile island. The Palm Beach Police Department received reports of young Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing the Netflix documentary series Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich, which right off the bat I'm just going to say, what a god-awful name. I think that, um, not Jeff, not the Jeffrey, the the name of the the docu-series, I think, is just overall stupid. Uh, Filthy Rich, y'all couldn't come up with, this guy has a million things about him. One of them happens to be that he's a billionaire and a horrible human being. Um, and spoiler alert, he's, uh, dead if you don't already know um yeah filthy rich that's the best y'all could come up with i'm sorry i i'm just like come on so that right off the bat almost feels like it was like i don't know they're like oh we got a kind of an interesting subject with a lot of heinous stuff in the background let's uh what is he a billionaire oh filthy rich filthy rich yeah that's that's a great title that's a that's a good that's a classic that's an instant classic like the title Filthy Rich, I feel like, tells you everything you need to know about this show. It, For me personally, I could have just a little bit more resentment about it because, you know, the time and age that we're living in right now is a little bit more of the quote-unquote darker ages, darker timeline. Um, you know, it's, I, in my opinion, I feel like I'm I'm looking for more uh, more positive narrative uh media but that just could be me personally so I might have just a tad bit of a a bias on this I'll just throw that off the top but um real quickly I'll tell you whether I thought Jeffrey Epstein's Filthy Rich docu-series um four episodes was worth it um in short this three hours and 46 minutes I would like three hours of that back um, I definitely feel that there is a story here that could be told in a very quick narrative fashion, but I ultimately felt like almost half of this documentary was just strung out in a way that I was completely disengaged from. The documentary is told in a kind of a, a, a strange manner. I I don't always need my documentaries to be in... Uh, you know, sequential fashion with, you know, having 1980s, 1990s going down the timeline, 2000, 2010 to 2020. I don't need it to always go down the time like that. But if it's, if it's going, if the story is being told at 1980, and then we jump to, you know, 2002, and then we go to 1982 again, and then we go to 1987, and then we go to 2007, then we go to 1997 again. It's like 
it makes this documentary feel like it's a lot longer than it needs to be. And so I feel like from right off the bat, um, they didn't exactly have a flow with this documentary. I understand that there's some uh, quote-unquote interesting information with respect to there were some serious heinous crimes committed uh, among Jeffrey Epstein and uh, other co-conspirators, Maxwell being one of them. Um, uh, But overall, I got to say, I was more interested listening to reviews of this documentary than I was actually watching the documentary. As a matter of fact, watching the documentary, I was kind of getting mad. I mean, this is definitely... Uh, a documentary that will that can be upsetting it can be triggering to some you know certain people that have had to deal with this type of stuff but here's the quick uh synopsis of this docu-series survivors worldwide reveal the manipulation abuse and emotional scars suffered at the hands of wealthy convicted pedophile jeffrey epstein their stories expose a sex trafficking ring of powerful embedders leading up to his 2019 arrest. Now, like I said, the biggest problem with this docu-series is the fashion that it's told, for me personally. The way that they're jumping all across these timelines, they give each of these different uh, survivors... I'm, okay, so we, we probably get a sliver of the amount of, like, maybe a, a tenth of the survivors, maybe, if that, um, on camera with some, inter, you know, in-depth interviews. And many of the interviews are very similar. So I'm glad that these um, survivors are able to get, you know, you know fa- uh, some screen time and they're able to ha- have their voice heard. And I think all of that is absolutely... Um, at most important. I wish that they didn't have to go under the guise of the documentary called Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich. I know it's, they need to, the, Netflix has to sell a, a quote unquote sexy title, an alluring title to make you, you know, jump in. But there are so many other different titles I feel like they could have used. You know, what about like the takedown of Jeffrey Epstein? That would have been kind of cool, right? Um, I looked at the marketing for the trailer, and it kind of feels like the marketing... Uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of go into spoilers, I guess, now. and I've basically given you my, my quick synopsis that I don't think this is a great documentary with the exception of being able to hear the voices of the survivors. I just wish the, the voices of the survivors were, were channeled a little bit more in a, a narrative timeline that I could understand. I was like, okay, so this is when this happened, this is when this happened, this is when this happened. Because after watching it, I cannot recall or regurgitate when any of these survivors were intertwined with Jeffrey Epstein, with the exception of maybe like sometime in the 90s and uh, mid-2000s. So that's, that's my only thing is regurgitating this. All I can say is, yes, this was some heinous shit that happened. You find out some terrible stuff. Uh, Double Toasted, one of my favorite podcasts, called it. You know, he's he's a real life 007 bad guy, and he absolutely is. Um, I don't want to go into in depth. There's some reviews that are talking way more into detail about what you find out in the documentary. I don't want to do too much of that yet. I I do have some quick notes that we can cover though. Um, overall, I do think this documentary is enlightening. It's very choppy with the editing. 
maybe a little bit of animation would have been uh, helpful. I, I feel like this was a low-budget documentary, and a lot of it was just sit-down interviews, um, kind of slideshow intertwined with interviews, drone shots, and then, you know, the slow sh set shots when they're, like, um, showing the alluring, creepy room and the, the, the interviewee is... The interview, uh, yeah, interviewee is, you know, the survivors are talking about what, you know, is going to happen to them and they have slow panning shots all over some sort of room and it just makes you feel an uneasy kind of thing. Um, it, it it feels, like I said, cheap in a way. I don't know. So here's some in-depth notes I found somewhat interesting on the, uh, the documentary itself. Um, a couple things I wrote first thing I said was gross. This is an absolute gross documentary. If I, if I hadn't listened to a couple of reviews before going into it, I probably would have been even more grossed out. Um, it, it is interesting because my review was sort of colored a little bit because I'd known a lot of stuff going into the um, documentary, but I didn't actually, I wasn't prepared or I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. By the way, this is also executive produced by the Joe Berlinger, uh, director, he was the director of the documentary series and director of the Ted Bundy tapes, um, and the Zac Efron, uh, Ted Bundy movie as well. Um, actually, I think that one might be a little bit more superior in, in quality with just understanding what we're following. Um, this, um... This docu-series has several re re recountments. Recountments? Is that, a, is that a word? Recountments? It's not reenactments, so I guess they're, they're recounting. Yeah, I guess recountments. I don't know. Somebody, you can tell me in the comments, um, of this guy, of Jeffrey Epstein being a pedophile. Um, what I was, what I was, when I was watching, I was like, okay, so obviously they're not gonna, the thing about recountments of some of these horrible crimes is you can't just have like reenactments of this shit especially with what was going on you know that is horrible and nobody wants to see that and let, let alone think about it so the cinematographer has to kind of think about what what they should be showing at the time and I feel like I was staring at blank rooms for a lot of this series like when the survivors were recounting what Jeffrey had done to them which obviously was traumatizing on so many different levels and I, I wouldn't want anybody to experience this but it became repetitive to the point where I was like okay uh there there could have been a more fashionable way to um you know clean up the stories and put them all in a sequential order so that we understood he did this not once not twice but tens to 20 to hundreds of times and he was taking young, underage women that were called prostitutes by the media unnecessarily, which they kind of cover the media angle on this lightly, I'd say. And they say, um, you know, the survivors were not treated well in the media as well, as well as the uh, the way they were treated by the, um, the government officials and, um, you know, people that were handling their cases and stuff like that. There seemed to be some real... Uh, shady shit going on around this uh, 
around this guy. And he was just able to, you know, weasel his way out of anything and everything. I mean, he had private investigators. He had, uh, he probably had paid off hitmen. He probably had some crazy shit. Okay. So this documentary, the most interesting thing about this documentary, I would say is that it really shows that there is a top 1% of the 1%. I would say that this top 1% of the 1%, he was hanging out with, uh, Bill Clinton. He was hanging out with, uh, Don Trump. He was hanging out with uh, Chris Tucker. He was hanging out with Kevin Spacey. He was hanging out with some really top, top of the line, top notch one percenters, if you want to call them that. Now, I don't really know what to say about that anymore because, I mean, obviously a handful of those people I would expect to be around them, but like hearing Chris Tucker, I was like, no, not Chris. Not Chris. No! I was uh I was upset to hear Chris Tucker was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein like maybe let's I I really hope that was a one time thing I, I I don't even know I even even so it's just inappropriate on so many occasions they talk about the perspective in this from the people that worked on the island they talk about it from the survivors perspective they talk they even have uh one of the uh the princes that was caught on the uh, they called it pedophile island at one point or orgy island. What was that guy's name? Hold on, I'll find it in a second. Hold on. Uh, Prince Charles, Duke of York. Yeah, that guy. That guy is guilty of something. I mean, they literally have. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I don't mean to laugh. They literally have photo evidence of you, dude, with. With her, and she says she's she she has very specific detailed in, uh, re reencountment or uh, not reenactment, but she can recount uh she can recount you sweating your ass off at the club and smelling and reeking like ass, like oh my gosh the uh interview that they show on there like dude that dude dude. <laughs> You you basically said you done it yourself. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it it it's amazing to see the ring of people that Jeffrey Epstein had around his finger. He had an a, an amalgamation of police officers. It seems like people undercover, people, private eyes. They talking about like cats' heads getting severed off. That of people that were investigating the case. Like, oh my land, that is some, like some next level shit. Um, I I wasn't exactly prepared for how in depth it was going, but I felt like the way that they were explaining it was so like fast paced. Maybe I'm maybe I was uh, not paying attention. Uh, you know, it could be me. I I'll just say that. I, you know, maybe just loosely watching because I was just. I was very unengaged in this documentary for some reason, um, maybe just because of how heinous it was. I was trying not to get too emotionally engaged, um, but I will say the the reveals in this felt kind of weird. It just kind of felt like, and by the way, he had uh, private eyes, and he had a lot of people under his belt, and he had a getaway plan, and he had cameras in the places that he was recording people and it was like it was like wait, wait, wait who what when where what and it's like wait where are the tapes what's going on what what you know uh i have so many questions with regards to 
what I should be looking for as like not clues. It, it, the direction in this whole fucking documentary has me just all bungled, just all bungled. Um, let me see. So let me see what else we got. A lot of contrived, sinister music in certain places. That I was like, you don't need to put that there. Like, I already hear these survivor stories. It's already hard enough to listen. Um, yeah, so we get a couple of uh, recountments. Recountments. I need to... I don't know why I'm saying that right now. I, we, we get a couple of interviews with the people that worked on the estate. And uh, I'm going to have to change my chair. This thing's kind of making some funny noises. Um, the, um, interviews with the people that worked there, they said that they saw the things going on. They said they saw, um, the prince there. They said they saw, you know, uh, all these high class profile, generally older men with younger women, generally topless. And that is just, it, 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 apparently he didn't come to his, some of the people there did not come to his, their senses until like, uh, you know, midway through their career after they've been paid by this guy. I don't know how any of them are still, you know, not being investigated or anything. Like, I feel like you got to be somewhat complicit in not saying anything if you see all this shit going on. I would be enraged. I, I don't, I don't know. The, the fact that this guy was just clapped and, you know, uh, clapped. The, <laughs> the, the fact that, I guess I'm burying the lead. The fact that this documentary, sorry, this documentary decides to tackle from the survivor's perspective, and they kind of leave out most of his possible suicide slash homicide death towards the very end. It becomes kind of legarious with trying to find out who this guy is and not just really saying this guy was a fucking asshole and he was a fucking pedophile and he needed probably the worst of the worst and I mean the documentary undoubtedly has a you know their thumb on the their thumb on the, the pulse of saying he was firmly he did not commit suicide they they believe that with uh, the marks that were committed, that had happened on, I don't know, some somewhere on his bone, on his jaw, it would have been an insane amount of pressure for that to happen. And with the people that he was running with, the people that he had pissed off, and the probably the blackmail this guy had, I mean, I could not imagine. I mean, what did we just see uh, Tiger King in another documentary series not too long ago? The guy had paid uh, a hitman, uh, uh, one of the one of the hitmen. Uh, I don't want to say too much stuff, but there was a hitman paid off, and uh, he had only been paid like ten to twenty thousand. Like absolutely, one of these big, big cats, big rolling dogs, fat cats, whatever the fuck you want to call them, um, they could um, pay off Jeffrey Epstein, or sorry, pay off someone to kill Jeffrey Epstein. They had him at a terrible under. I don't know, underfunded uh, prison. Why would you, you don't put someone of that statue in there unless you want something to happen to them. And so I just personally, I, fuck all conspiracy theories. Um, you know, I think this guy was trying to escape and uh, he had some dirt on somebody that they didn't want out. Um, so, you know, my thing is people have been killed for less, a lot less. I mean, 
we've all seen Black Friday in the U.S. It is, <laughs> uh, yeah, we people have definitely been killed for less. And um, this documentary shows uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, arrogance and just trying to make up lies while he's being interviewed and whatnot. It doesn't feel like we really get a, a, a really big insight into who he was beside besides saying that he was a, you know, a hedge fund manager. He was managing a lot of fat cats' money and kind of stealing from them on the side. Um, very kind of smart, um, conniving, uh, you know, wickedly smart, conniving person. And um, apparently he was somewhat charismatic as well. I mean, kind of in the same realm as... Ted Bundy in a way that they had a way with, uh, you know, talking to people and kind of convincing them in a way. Um, yeah, I, I, I firmly, I'm firmly believe that they have some sort of, uh, some evil magnetism about them, you know, that, you know, something about them's probably not right with them and you can tell automatically, but there's also something about them that you were just kind of like picking at as well. That is just, is very interesting in a, in a, probably a pretty terrible way. Um, we find out a lot about the survivors and some of their upbringing, and we find out that um, obviously the media mistreatment and how they had represented them, talking about them as underage prostitutes. Really, they were um, just underage girls that were being paid off by Epstein and Julian Maxwell, alongside probably a list of other people that I don't have the list in front of me probably will list them in the uh, description um when i add things that i forgot to mention in the podcast they'll all be in the description um yeah find jillian maxwell she is definitely complicit <laughs> you know uh lucky dog worldwide spread or uh, uh, uh unite or whatever uh what captain planet go or you know go gadget go what, what do we got to say <laughs> uh you know uh uh, roll Autobots roll out. That's what that's what we got to do. Find Maxwell. That's that's what needs to happen because she is the next one complicit in this. Because the, there are a lot of people, heinous people, that are involved in uh, and surrounded by De Jeffrey Epstein, and they are still out there. Um. So yes, um, people of the one percent all all need to be worried that we're all around this guy. That's all I got to say, because um, he's probably got some real dirt based on what they were talking about, having cameras in the massage parlors of where he was taking these girls and having his uh, big dogs, quote-unquote, one-percenters go and hang out with these women uh, or young girls. Um, but yeah, so... Um, episode two, another woman. We find uh, we found out uh, more survivors. We have Epstein's background, and we found I think her, one of them's name is Virginia Guffrey, and the other lady we find out is Maria Farmer, as well as Police Chief Michael Reeder, right? Writer. Um, he was a key individual in the first criminal case against. Uh, Epstein. So I definitely feel like they could have done a little bit more with uh, just cleaning up the survivor story, kind of linking them more together. I feel like I did not have a sense of, holy shit, there's a big tidal wave that is about to come over Epstein. I, I felt like the way the marketing is for the overall show is like, 
okay, so we have, uh, you know, a coming together of all of these survivors, all of these recountments. Who is this terrible guy, this terrible island, this story, the money, the pyramid Ponzi scheme or whatever the heck's going on, the pyramid scheme of pedophilia that he's got going on. It's all fucked up. And the way the marketing does it, the, the editing on the marketing is like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. But the way it's kind of laid out is not really like that, in my opinion. I mean, we, we'd get kind of like in the first episode, yeah, this is a broad stroke of what's going to happen. Second episode is like, wait, we got to go back and find out who this guy really is as a hedge fund manager. And then we got to find out some more heinous things he did and who he was hanging out with at the beginning. Um, still don't feel like I totally understand who he was as a person because... I just feel like, you know, he was just, uh, I didn't, un I guess, M, you know, motivation was kind of hard to understand about him. And I think I might have had the same problem with the Ted Bundy series as well. Um, I guess some people, you know, just want to watch the world burn, Master Wayne. Um, so, yeah, I, and one of the things I said in episode two was I, there doesn't feel like there's any insight into his mindset. Feels like we're way, way away from his perspective of the story. Like we're, since we're coming from the survivor's perspective and like this cop perspective, I always feel like I'm a very far distance away as opposed to, um, some other documentaries like The Jinx. Like that's one of my favorite documentaries because I feel like we are in the mindset and we are, I mean, there's tons of footage of him being interviewed, unlike, um, Ted Bundy and, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, so I don't want to begrudge that. They got, they have some insane amounts of uh, footage of that guy, but um, yeah, I definitely feel like understanding perspective is very important, and that's nothing we really tackled. And I, I understood, you know, the stories of the survivors. A lot of them were, you know, either lower class, undereducated, or you know, just didn't know better. I mean, they were young. They two hundred dollars is pretty substantial. Um, so, um, yeah, and they really didn't understand what was going on. So the, the, the perspective is just so jumbled. Um, yeah, back and forth, back and forth, time jumps all over episode two. Uh, we get a recount of all multiple, multiple women. I think one guy said he had one, it's, it's, it was Jeffrey would pay one girl to bring four girls and those four girls would bring four more girls and there was just a, a line and a line and a line it would just continue on going and they said he one cop i think or investigator said he had found like uh 40 one girl had brought 40 girls it, w it was something like nauseating to hear um and then there was recountments on like a sliver of all of them and they were all very much the same um, let me see. Uh, Stephen Hoffman talks about the Ponzi schemes, says Epstein has, uh, some sort of charisma. Um, I think Stephen Hoffman was one of his bosses that he initially was, uh, above Epstein at one point, and he didn't really under, I think he had found out Epstein had been lying, he had been lying on his resume and stuff like that. I mean, I think it was at that point where he just started to, escalate his uh, criminal mastermind uh, scheming um and i believe epstein ended up making his money in d with 
managing the hedge funds, probably stealing a lot of it. And Stephen Hoffman says they were they were like selling pretty shitty stocks. I think I believe at one point it was some Wolf of Wall Street shit, some some criminal shit. Um, but yeah, um, the time jumps make this feel a lot longer than they need to be. Um, there's only really one article of donations to uh, from um, stating that Jeffrey Epstein was a, a Democratic uh, fund fundraiser or donator. Um, thought that was kind of interesting as well. Um, he paid people to act like cops to intimidate other uh, people, investigators. Episode three shows co-conspirators Jeff getting Jeff getting his way. He gets out of the Alan Dershowitz gets him a plea deal. Um, and then they try to pin the underage or they try to pin the survivors as prostitutes. Um, Alan, Bill Clinton, Steve worked on Pedo Island. This is when Steve is telling, you know, Alan Dershowitz and Bill Clinton were on the island or Bill Clinton were associated. I don't know if Clinton was on the island, but he was definitely on the planes and stuff. And he liked hanging out there. Prince Andrew was there. Um, yeah, Chris Tucker. I was like, oh, no, not Chris Tucker. Not. I was like, Prince Andrew. Oh, no. Oh, wait. I don't know who that guy is, but screw him. <laughs> uh, freaking asshole. Um, let me see. Okay, so, so I know. Uh, episode four basically is the, the finale wrap up, which kind of did give me the tingles, I'll admit. It's the only episode I felt like everything's kind of culminating together, and I was like, ooh, this is going to be really good. At the end of each episode, they kind of had these credits that talked about like the people that were still complicit in that had. Uh, had not been caught. Mostly, Jillian Maxwell was the one that kind of came to mind for me. Um, I was just like, okay, I need I need a little bit more direction and understanding what we're gonna do with each episode. I understand the first one was like the intro, second one was kind of understanding his background, third one was the survivors, fourth one is the culmination and ending. Now, with saying all that, I gotta say, fourth ep fourth episode when all the survivors were coming together and they were like, all right, we're gonna take them down, we're gonna do it, we're gonna you know this is gonna be real big. It was exciting. It was this, you know, the slow mo walk. Oh, we're gonna do something. It's that documentary slow walk, and uh, um, it was cool seeing everybody that had been interviewed this entire time all come together. Um, it was kind of a little bit of a letdown, kind of knowing where this was gonna go, but there, you know, we did get a little bit more resolution at the end, kind of hearing, you know, was he killed? Was he not killed? What's going on with the survivors? You know, how their families are doing. Um, I'm still traumatized by the the what what that one lady had to go through with her younger her parents beating her brother or something when she was young i was like oh my jeez louise this is this is awful I, so i was i was just like this is you know and then her had to go the, through the jeffrey epstein shit and then oh uh, it there after doing after going after having a full recountment i guess recountment i don't know why i keep saying that after after this review, I'm kind of just thinking and trying to pin my point on why, you know, point the flag at why this documentary doesn't land as well as it should. I feel like it should because hmm, I, I don't know, honestly. I, you know, I want the, I want the survivor's voice to be heard. But, I mean, what is there, 200 survivors? We'd be here, we'd be listening to survivors, you know, for six, seven hours. 
um, if not longer. And uh, from an entertainment standpoint, that's just not doable. I, I think there's a way that you can have, you know, a lot of these survivors just get sh- give short, re- um, um, kind of give short answers to what happened to them and maybe what's going on with them now and then we can have some sort of culmination of what's going on and how they would like uh jeffrey epstein's estate to be tackled down because i think they talked about like the the money being tied up jeffrey epstein tried to tie his money up in the virgin islands before like a couple days before he was killed um i you know on a that's got to be ironic um, someone, someone on the inside knows something. You don't just tie your money up like that just to, for not anything, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But anyways, I will say, um, you know, I very much appreciate that this documentary is uh, directed by Lisa Bryant, a female director that is letting the, um, survivors voice be heard. I wish this was a little bit better of a, uh, overall documentary from the editing standpoint and direction standpoint, kind of understanding, um, and correlating the survivors to the timeline, to where they were. I did feel like it was very much all over the place and I needed a little bit more direction. Like, okay, he was here at this time. He's here at this time. I, I, I feel like he was just kind of an illusion that was kind of go, like a terrible, uh, like figment that was just traveling around and you just couldn't find them. So I wanted just a little bit more of that. I felt like with the Ted Bundy, I kind of understood. I was like, okay, so he's probably right here at this time. He's in the courthouse at this time. You know, he's getting interviewed at this time. I, I felt like I knew where this guy was. And I, I felt like I was, oh, I felt like I was in the, the investigator seat, like, two years behind didn't even understand who I was looking for I was like who Jeffrey who what when you know I I just felt like I was trying to I was running to keep up I was struggling and so um, I guess that was with perspective as well you know we were always kind of in a different perspective than his but uh, yeah so thank you for listening watching Jeffrey Epstein's Filthy Rich uh, Netflix docuseries review if you like this review check out all the other look Dog podcasts on soundcloud you can get this podcast early on youtube we release podcasts early on youtube if there are edits or anything i add to the podcast you can go on soundcloud and listen to the full podcast if uh there's uh, additional things need to be added or corrected it's probably going to be in the description or comments i'll allow everybody jump in the comments and say yeah this was a great interview or sorry review or this was very not enlightening and i just wasted another 30 minutes <laughs> um sorry about that um got him <laughs> um uh no i really do hope this was a, an enlightening um review i'll try to get, fix my fucking chair it's fucking you hear this shit it's fucking driving me insane um but yeah, so thank you for listening, watching Luck It Out Podcast, whatever you're doing to support. Thumbs up, subscribe, follow Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. There's too many of the social medias. Just, you know what to do. Follow one of them. I don't know. If you uh, like this, let me know. If you dislike it, let me know how I can improve. Don't just downvote. Just let me know. Or you, can, you can downvote. It would make me sad, but um, you can... Also, let me know how I can improve as well. So, thank you listening, watching Lug It Out podcast. Um, like I said, the other documentaries that we've covered, um, we did the Aaron Hernandez documentary. We've checked out the um, Ted Bundy tapes documentary. I actually had an interview with somebody that has um, 
come in contact with Ted Bundy a very long time ago. Um, it's attached in the description of the Ted Bundy tapes review. So go ahead and check those out if you like all of these documentary uh, series reviews. We'll come out with some more if you do. Let me know. All right, everyone, take it easy. Start digging into his life, pulling out this spider web of people. This is the tip of a much bigger iceberg. Take him down. Take everybody down. The monsters are still out there. You took our freedom, now we're going to take yours.